0: you're listening to the garden city church podcast we just want to say thanks so much for tuning in and if you enjoy what you hear today please subscribe share and review the podcast if you want to support what garden city is doing you can go to gardencitynw.com slash give or click on give in the show notes let's dive into this week's message together how do we move toward jesus when it feels like Maybe there's some barriers that are making it difficult to move toward Jesus. Maybe some of those barriers could just be comfort. It could be just habit. It's hard to get out of old habits. Maybe um, hurt. Maybe um, some troubles that you've gone through that just, just make it really difficult right now to feel like you can do that. How do we get past those barriers to move toward Jesus? I want to look at a story that helps us with that question. And it's in Luke chapter 19. It says this Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through town. A man there named Zacchaeus, a ruler among tax collectors, was rich. He was trying to see who Jesus was, but being short or being a short man, he couldn't because of the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed up a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus, who was about to pass that way. When Jesus came to that spot, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, come down at once. I must stay in your home today. So Zacchaeus came down at once, happy to welcome Jesus. This is so interesting. Um, Here's a a man, uh, we know because he's a tax collector, he's not well-liked in his culture because it meant he was kind of collaborating with the um, the Romans, uh, the Roman occupiers, and he was part of taxing and taking money from his own people, so he's seen as a traitor. And uh, he was short, and uh, it sounded like no one would let him in um, on, the, on the side of the road, so he had to climb up into a tree, and um, he wanted to see Jesus. And Jesus passes by, he's, he's, um, he's with his, you know, probably his disciples, and he's moving on the road, on the journey, as Jesus often was, doing ministry, and Jesus stops and can you just imagine this for a moment? Like the whole town probably knows who Zacchaeus is. He's like the ruler of all the tax collectors. He's the the, the big head honcho. And Jesus looks up, and he's like, "Hey, hey there, <laughs> Zacchaeus, get down, come on down." You can just see people snickering and kind of like excited to see Zacchaeus humiliated because he's on the outs. He's a traitor. He, uh, he's unworthy. And Jesus is going to put him in his place. And then Jesus says, I want, I want to spend some time with you on your turf. It's an amazing moment. Jesus is, invites himself over to Zacchaeus, the house of a sinner, the room of an outsider, the table of a sinner with all kinds of tensions and all kinds of other sinners. Now, in verse 7, it says, Everyone who saw this grumbled, saying, He has gone to be the the guest of a sinner. I don't know about you, but I've noticed that many of us have people in our lives that we might think, oh man, I don't wanna hang out with that person. Oh, I, can't, I can't stand being around this person. Um, and I, I imagine if Jesus were to invite some of those people over there or to invite himself over like it was in this case, uh, we, might, we might think like, why is Jesus gonna go hang out with them? Why is he gonna go eat at their table? And I'm out. Now, why were these people so repulsed? Well, it's again, this is a tax collector. This is a a man who was seen as a social pariah, took money from his own people. And Jesus was gonna go eat with him. Like there's like this belief that a sinner, you know, especially with a rabbi, like their sin would like rub off on them, that they become like ritually and religiously unclean. And and not only like the individual like sin that that Zacchaeus, you know, kind of had. on him in a sense, but the social layer of this, it meant like Zacchaeus was a friend of all these other sinners and a room full of Zacchaeus type people, like that would create tensions and different tribes and, and divisions, it like would reveal all the divisions within, you know, that community. And who would want to be there, like in that tension, in that room around that table? Why, why would Jesus do that? Doesn't he know rabbis don't socialize with a den of sinners like, like this? But Look what happens when Jesus gives an invite to the outsider, the one who's watching from a tree. Let's look at how Jesus creates a space of belonging. Verse 8 says, Zacchaeus stopped and all the judgment, all like the people that are grumbling, like why is Jesus stopping to be with this guy? And it says Zacchaeus stopped with all the, the pressure and the grumbling and the social probably the social um, shame he might be carrying. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord Jesus, look, Lord, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anyone, I repay them four times as much. Wow, what an amazing moment of change, repentance, the idea of like just changing our mind, changing our life, turning our lives towards something new and better and good away from something broken. This is a moment of transformation. And we know like transformation like this doesn't always happen immediately. But an invitation to be in the room with Jesus, to be part of an environment where you can be loved for who you are despite your shortcomings, to belong before you believe or as you believe. Man, change might not happen immediately, but in a, in a place like this, in a moment like this with Jesus, that kind of change becomes possible. Transformation can happen when we remember Jesus is the one inviting us to the table, to the room, to be with him. And when we invite people to be together with Jesus in the room, change can happen for all of us. In verse 9, Jesus said to him, today Salvation has come to this household because he too is a son of Abraham. This guy who was seen as separate is now, he's, he's part of the community. And, and Jesus goes on to say in verse 10, the human one, Jesus is talking about himself, the human one came to seek and save the lost. Jesus came to seek the seekers, to find the doubters, To heal the wounded and rescue those of us who might be a little like Zacchaeus, watching from the sidelines, maybe having some barriers that prevent us from really getting close to Jesus. Maybe, you know, like we're up in a tree watching. In America, it seems like many are kind of watching from the sideline, maybe up in a tree, maybe down, you know, by the roadside. Um, But many have been leaving um their faith faith communities um american churches are, are seeing this for a, lo- a number of different reasons but listen to this statistic in an interview with Kerry newhoff jim davis he noted that uh, some recent studies had come out um there were, these studies had been commissioned to do the most comprehensive study of de-churching ever done in the US and here's the discovery that we are currently in the largest and fastest religious shift in the history of our country currently. He he goes, Jim says, we've proved it. There, this study proves that 40 million American adults have left the church. This is the church in general, the Christian um, church. And largely, uh, this has been in the past uh, 25 to 30 years. It's probably helpful to define the church for our study. That's what he said. This is somebody who, used to attend church at least monthly, and now attends less than once a year. To put this in context, Jim Davis said, the previous largest shift that we have had in the U.S. was the 25 years post-Civil War, so after the Civil War. Um, our last 25 years, the, sh- the shift is one, uh, 1.25 times greater, but going in the opposite direction. In terms of numbers, our shift is larger than the first Great Awakening, the second Great Awakening, and, on, and the Billy Graham Crusades. All of those combined, this shift is bigger than those, and it's going the opposite direction, away from church. Wow. People have left the room at a historic rate. COVID has only accelerated this movement. Right now, the median church in America is about 75 people total. Now, some of the reasons for this, you know, it's really multiple. You know, pandemic, uh, going through a, a, a pandemic, going through COVID, culture wars, uh, seeing the ugliness in and around uh, churches through that time, uh, basic life transitions, just really practical life transitions, habits being changed, church attendance becoming more inconvenient in our day and age, and probably many more reasons. Some of the people, part of the 40 million who have left, one of the interesting things is they consider themselves to be de church but not deconverted, meaning they still adhere to beliefs about Christ, the Trinity, beliefs found in like the Nicene Creed or you know just uh, kind of basic Orthodox Jesus-centered faith. These folks view themselves as de-churched but not deconverted from those beliefs, which is interesting. And the 40 million, there's a lot of different people that, with a lot of different perspectives in that. But there, it was interesting to me that there's a good portion of people that are kind of like the crowds watching from the side of the road. They're kind of like Zacchaeus watching you know, from the tree, trying to get a glimpse of Jesus and all the craziness of our world. They're interested in Jesus, but maybe not the religious things that religious people do around him. So how might a Jesus-centered community help people watching from the sidelines for various different reasons, watching from their tree? How can we help them move toward a a Jesus community, to belong before they believe, to be loved as they are and allow Jesus to do the work on their heart? How did Jesus help Zacchaeus come down from the tree and into a, a place of hospitality? Jesus looked up named Zacchaeus by name, and simply gave an invitation. Come down from your tree. I want to spend some time with you. When looking at the unchurched, um, which would be about 2.5 million people of that 40 million um, who are unchurched but not unconverted, research indicates that about 100% of them are willing to go back to a faith community, um, are willing or would like to come back together around a Jesus-centered community. If they were just invited. And just think about, about people that might just be exploring faith or open to re exploring faith again, and they might not even be in that category. I, I just feel like the power of an invitation can be so easily overlooked. And I think most people just need a, a spiritual nudge, a loving, caring invitation toward Jesus centered community. And I think many people would take steps toward that to see. And experience Christ for themselves. Jesus looked up at Zacchaeus and just gave an invitation. It always amazes me that just one simple invitation can lead to transformation. Now, you might be that Zacchaeus, or you might be like someone on the sidelines, just kind of looking in and watching and curious about what Jesus is doing, want to move toward him, but a little bit hesitant. If that's you, I just want to invite you today. To, like this is an invite for you to move toward Jesus. You don't have to move toward, you know, all the religious stuff or you know uh, contend with you know some of the weird religious things. But I just want to invite you to move toward Jesus, um, to to get into a, a community where you feel loved and you feel like Jesus is present. Um, and that's just not saying you have to have any commitment. It's just to get back or move toward. That love that Christ has for us. This is your invitation. Move toward that. And I want to let you know, though, uh, as a church, we want to be a church where uh, whether it's someone who feels they're unchurched but not unconverted, or maybe they are unconverted and they're like, man, I've just almost fully walked away, or I've fully walked away, but there's still part of me that is curious or, or just compelled for some reason with the life and the person of of Jesus and like the the vision of the, of God's kingdom that he talked about there's something compelling there fracture lines are dividing people in the church turning brothers and sisters into adversarial tribes who focus on who's in and who's out and there's a lot of barriers these days that can keep us from moving toward Jesus and the way of Jesus We're living in a time where people are leaving the room, leaving the table, leaving the church because of these types of of divisions. So how can we create a room where people belong and love one another despite our differences? Next week, we're going to be talking about what needs to change in the room so we don't divide or leave the room altogether. And so there's a room worth inviting people to. Guys, I love you so much. We'll see you next week. Thanks for joining us today. If you have any questions or comments about today's message or would like to contact Garden City Church, reach out at info@gardencitynw.com, or click contact in our show notes. Garden City services are made possible by your generosity. Your generosity is love in action. Have a great week and we'll see you next time.